So Caitlin DeBoer has been on the job for about two weeks. What are the first impressions? Let's ask Andrew Bone from Bama Online. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robbins, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's normally him, but I upgraded today. I got Andrew Bone from On3, same place, Bama Online. Uh, they do the best job in the business. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm good, Luke. How you been? Uh, just barely perfect. I say that with <laughs> all due sarcasm. Um, it's been a whirlwind of a two weeks. Uh, Nick Saban retires when I think he shot the world. Literally, um, I mean, just get this question out of the way. I really want to get your impressions on Kalen DeBoer because Nick Saban's the old coach now. But I mean, you were shocked by this, right? I think the timing of it, yeah. I mean, over the course of the last probably year and a half, we had heard some rumors behind the scenes that you know, with just everything going on, you know, the changing landscape in college football, that uh, he wasn't a you know, major fan of it, obviously. And I think with the transfer portal, you know, that became a bigger issue. Um, not necessarily, you know, going after people, but, you know, you had star players on your own team that, you know, having to sit down with coach after the season's over, you know, trying to make the best decision for them and you know, not really understanding, you know, why these kids are trying to leave. Um, but that's just kind of the nature of the business right now. And I, th- I think that kind of, you know, played a, played a role in it. I know he's come out and said that it, it wasn't a, a major factor for him, but I, I do think that was, you know, was a factor certainly. And um, yeah, it just kept becoming a, an issue year after year. So not necessarily completely shocked that he retired uh, the timing of it. Yes. Uh, you know, we, that day, uh, that Wednesday was the first day of classes for, um, uh, for Alabama. So you had all these freshmen that were on campus that were beginning to, um, beginning their career in Tuscaloosa and uh, they go to their four o'clock meeting, uh, which you know, we talked to different people because um, it kind of got out there. Hey, there's a rumor Saban might be uh, announcing his retirement, but you know, we talked to enough people. We have enough sources that said, Hey, you know, that's not happening, which nobody knew. Uh, you know, Nick Saban even came out and said, Hey, he wasn't sure until five minutes before he did it. Uh, I think he shocked a lot of people, shocked a lot of, Coaches, uh, support staff, you know, everybody shocked me when he did it. But you, know, you, you go back, start thinking about it a little bit more, and you, you're not completely surprised. Um, obviously, there was going to be some fallout from it, uh, which we saw with the transfer portal, people upset. I uh, saw some decommitments. You know, Ryan Williams immediately, um, which we'll get. I'm sure we'll get into, into Ryan a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, negative reaction – um, people were upset and didn't know what to expect next. I mean, I've been in this business for 21 years, so I've been through a coaching change before. 
uh, at Alabama. Luckily, only one coaching change. Uh, you know, this is the second one. Um, a lot of other schools can't say that, but um, you know, this was a uh, this was a uh, a big day. It was a big deal, and you know, we'll certainly remember all the good times that uh, you know Nick Saban provided, and all the you know for me uh, all the I'll just think back to all the recruiting wins, you know, all the big moments, all the big surprises. Uh, you know, going back all the way to 2007, which he was only on campus for a month before he signed that first class. And then um, then that 2008 class, which kind of set the tone for um, you know, the next 16, 17 years. So unbelievable run. Glad to uh, glad, glad to have been a part of it. Glad, glad to have been in, um, covering the recruiting side of it because that's what he was you know, really known as. And he'll go down in history as if not the greatest uh, recruiting coach, head coach of, of all time, not just the um, you know greatest head coach of all time. Yeah, I feel your pain on the students and all that. My daughter is, well, I'm going to take her on a tour of Alabama on Friday, and um, she's going to be a senior next year. And she called me and was like, WTF? I mean, I was looking forward to having some saving time. But uh, regardless, maybe it's time for Kalen DeBoer now. What are your first impressions now that he's been on the job, you know, about a week and a half? Well, I think a lot of people gave him uh, gave him some grief right off the bat because you kept seeing all these uh, kids entering the transfer portal, which you know that was going to happen. Uh, we knew there were a lot of guys that were going to enter the transfer portal the moment Nick Saban retired, whether it was this year, next year, you know, five years from now. You know, there was going to be uh, a lot of fallout from the recruiting class to the transfer portal. But man, you know, once he stepped foot on campus, the number one job. Uh, roster management, but also get coaches in place. You had to hire a staff. You had to get these guys on campus and let them get to work. And yeah, I think from the uh, you know roster management standpoint, they had some losses, but they also had a lot of wins. I, I think that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because everybody just kept seeing all these uh, graphics on social media uh, of players entering the transfer portal and then you know committing somewhere else, but. Uh, you, know, you look at you actually dive into it a little bit. You look at the actual losses, and there weren't, there weren't really that many losses per se, as far as guys that were going to be impact players uh, at Alabama next season. And you know, the ones that were, um, I think Alabama was able to you know get some good replacements there. You know, Caleb Downs probably the biggest one, obviously, but he from talking to just different people around the program. Talking to people outside the program, he was just in, incredibly torn. And you know, the Ohio State deal—it's um, kind of funny talking to different people. And Georgia side was so confident that he was going to Georgia. And I, I've seen all these different reports that have come out um, you know, from, from Georgia reporters you know, saying they were one—he was one hundred percent going to Georgia. Talking to people in Tuscaloosa over the course of the last few days, there was never any indication that he was going to Georgia from them. He told them straight up, I'm leaving the program and basically <laughs> indicated where he was going. And it turned out to be true. Uh, I think he pretty much told everybody in Tuscaloosa, I'm not going to Georgia. And, you know, everybody in Georgia thought he was going to Georgia. So pretty wild, uh, pretty wild deal there. But now that Coach DeBoer has his staff in place, they are now out on the road. They are, you know, we've seen them on Monday, Offering a bunch of kids, not a bunch of kids, a few top kids in the country, the kids that you want to offer, the you know Juju Lewis, five-star quarterback 
uh, Deuce Knight, who is committed to Notre Dame quarterback out of uh, Mississippi. Um, Jared Curtis, another quarterback uh, in the 2026 class, number one quarterback in the country. Um, we are seeing them hit a lot of different high schools. They had a big recruiting weekend. They got some transfers uh, in. You know, the Austin Mack deal, I don't necessarily think Austin Mack played a you know major, major role in Julian Sang's decision to leave. I think Julian probably – I don't want to say he was already out the door, but I think he was probably thinking about it. And, and you know, Coach DeBoer is going to make, you know, he's trying to make this team better. He wants to make sure that, you know, the team's set up for the future. And if there's going to be some guys that could potentially transfer, he wants to go ahead and you know, bring some guys in that, that, that can replace them. So I think with Austin Mack, they're really excited. I don't think they would have brought him in if they didn't have a lot of belief in him because they've worked with him for a year. I mean, he's been at, at Washington, you know, I think if he was bad, they would leave him there. They wouldn't have tried to recruit him uh, to Tuscaloosa. So, um, you know, seeing his size standing next to Ty Simpson the other day, uh, obviously he's a big kid, you know, probably the biggest quarterback that we've seen uh, at Alabama in um, in quite some time. Uh, six foot six, 230 pounds, um, you know, incredible athlete. But um, he's going to have some, obviously, some competition. And, uh, you know, and he may not be ready for another year or two. So, Wait and see there. I think, you know, obviously adding some more good pieces from the transfer portal. Uh, very Wait, Andrew, I'm going to let you talk about them here in the next segment because right now I need to tell everybody about FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. The NFL regular season's over. It's done, especially for the Cowboys and the Eagles and people like that. Um, but the playoffs are hot and heavy. And right now, you can get, as a new customer, $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's hard to beat. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, whether you win or whether you lose. Not a lot of places are going to let you do that. The app is so easy to use. Jimmy Stein can use it. Uh, and uh, there's so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays, five bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and that's the best way to find those popular parlays, and much, 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 much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup or a chip shot field goal or a Nick Dunlap punt. All those things are very, very easy. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So you were about to get in some of the Washington transfers, and that's where I was going to go next. Um, Parker Brailsford coming in. Look, Andrew, call me crazy. I said this on the podcast. I'm going to say it tonight on another show I do. I will say it till I'm blue in the face, and people can say I'm just a Bama homer or whatever. If Alabama had Parker Brailsford last year at center, they win the national championship. Now, I'm not trying to take a shot at Seth McLaughlin. What I'm trying to do is say if – you know, let's call a spade a spade. If you remember, I remember the old Miss game pretty vividly. We're first and goal on the one, I think, and we snapped the ball over his head. We, there is no grave digger play if there isn't a bad snap. And then, at the, and of course, in the second half of the Michigan game, uh, Alabama's got a nice thing going, two bad snaps in a row. Next thing you know, all the momentum's dead. Uh, and then, of course, not to say anything about the last snap of the game in that Michigan game. I'm not picking on Seth McLaughlin necessarily. I'm not. And I also understand, I know it sounds that way. I also know how insane it sounds to say a center makes the difference. 
in the national championship, usually as a quarterback or maybe a defensive lineman or a linebacker or something. But I, I believe this, and I believe Parker Brailsford is a fantastic player, and I can't wait to get him on campus. I feel like he solves a problem for Bama. Yeah, I mean, definitely solves a problem for Alabama. Uh, Seth McLaughlin obviously entered the transfer portal, but you know, went to Ohio State. Alabama was going to go into the spring not knowing who the who the center was going to be. Um, you had some guys coming back uh, that will be competing, but getting a kid that was second team All Pac-12 as a redshirt freshman was a you know, freshman All-American. Only allow one sack um, in a pass-heavy offense. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, was the second highest graded center uh, in the country this past season. Uh, I think Alabama fans should be extremely excited uh, about this guy. And you know, I, I've seen some different you know, posts about his size and how he's not going to be able to hold up in the in the SEC. Well, he held up pretty fine against Texas um, when I watched him uh, in in that game. You know, against two uh, two All American defensive linemen that are absolute monsters, Byron Murphy and uh, uh, Tavondre Sweat. So. He was uh, he was pretty impressive in uh, in, in those games. So um, you know, I think six foot three, two hundred and seventy five pounds. Now he's going to have to, you know, I think, obviously put on maybe a little bit of weight, but that's that's manageable. But he's also a guy that plays with great leverage, strength, power. Um, has great technique. Now you look at, and I'm not trying to compare him to. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, but yeah I can. Jason, Jason Kelsey up in Philadelphia, you know, similar size. Uh, uh, like I said, not trying to compare the two, but uh, I think that that's kind of overblown a little bit. If you can play with great leverage, great technique, you have great strength. Uh, you know, he's going to be able to hold up. And, you know, going into the spring, you got to think. You know, Coach DeBoer, that staff's very excited about having him because you also have a guy that you know knows the play calls, understands their system, uh, has worked with uh, with uh, offensive line coach Scott Huff. Um, so yeah, I mean you you have a great presence on the interior. Uh, Got to figure out the tackles. Um, uh, Elijah Pritchett probably has a leg up right there, uh, you know, at one of the tackle spots. But who who else is going to step up? You know, do they potentially go after another? player in the transfer portal uh either right now which we we don't know if there's really anybody out there right now but maybe a little bit later down the road what if another job uh excuse me, what if another school has the same similar effect that alabama just did they might lose their head coach opens up the door for um for more guys to uh to enter the portal or you just wait until the spring and uh and have some options there so We'll see how that all transpires. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're doing a great job in the transfer portal so far. Um, still a few guys out there that they'd love to get, uh, including Jabbar uh, Muhammad, who uh, took the official visit this past weekend, uh, number one cornerback in the portal. And you know, that was probably the biggest area that uh, that Alabama had suffered some losses was uh, in the defensive backfield you know, with Trey Amos, um, uh, Antonio Kite. Uh, you know, saw some other guys, but a lot of guys that, weren't necessarily penciled in as starters, uh, maybe Amos, but uh, some of these other guys that entered the portal you know, weren't returning as starters. They were hoping to uh, make a uh, make an impact this spring or in the fall to uh, to get on the field. But Alabama's going to be all right, I think. I think when um, you know when the dust settles, you know they're going to still have a pretty pretty stacked team. I, I you know when you look at the transfer portal, the guys that left, I think the most impressive thing to me are all the guys that stayed. 
because uh, there was a lot of guys on this team that could have entered the portal, could have left. There was probably a lot of uh, back channel deals that were being tossed around to them, um, you know, not necessarily directly to them, but to uh, to family members, to high school coaches, or whoever. Hey, we can get this guy this deal if he, you know, decides to enter the transfer portal. That was probably happening, and get a lot of leaders step up in the last week. Uh, I really like what uh, Devontae Smith uh, said, you know, basically after sitting down with Coach DeBoer, basically said, you know, if you decide to enter the portal after sitting down with Coach DeBoer and listening to his plan, you are an idiot. Uh, and, so, and then from talking to different people, talking to different recruits uh, that have met with him and you know, seeing how excited Ryan Williams was after his uh official visit this past weekend about Coach DeBoer and staff and the, the plan. Um, I think Alabama fans need to be really excited. Uh, they've got a guy in here that is going to go to work, uh, is going to be aggressive. We've seen that on the recruiting trail this week. You know, some people were upset last week that Coach DeBoer and his staff weren't out recruiting. Um, they couldn't. <laughs> they weren't – because of contracts and everything, they weren't allowed to go out and recruit. Somebody said – well, I'm glad that uh, Josh Chapman and Ha Ha Clinton Dix and all these guys are out on the road recruiting because nobody else is. Well, they were doing it for those guys because they had to. And who who else would you want out there besides some guys that have a bunch of national championship rings? So uh, props to those guys for getting out on the road, helping Alabama. Uh, during that week, during that transition, when you were trying to get coaches in place, when you're trying to get coaches under contract, you're trying to get them out of their contract and out of their buyouts from uh, from the other schools that they were at. Now they're all in town. Now they're on the road. Now we're seeing them uh, be pretty aggressive on the recruiting front. And um, I, I think it's uh, it's turning out pretty well so far. Uh, definitely. Boy, that's a great point about it under the contract stuff. I mean, there's some people that just don't know that. And they just assume, hey, this guy doesn't get the South or whatever. So if everybody will take a breath, understand. We haven't even had properly time to mourn the loss of Nick Saban. And everybody can say, well, he didn't die. Well, piece of meat died. So how about that? I, I, um, I, do, I do wonder what the LSU message boards were saying uh, back uh, back several years ago when Nick Saban was hired uh, as the head coach down there um, uh, about his recruiting presence uh, in the uh, in the SEC because you know he didn't have much. Uh, or Urban Meyer when he went to Florida, you know, people probably were upset that those guys were were hired as head coaches and didn't really have any connections uh, to the South. So, and by no means am I trying to compare Coach DeBoer to uh, Coach Seven or Coach Meyer, but you got to give them a chance. Let them go to work. And um, I'll tell you what, they're able to pull off Ryan Williams in, you know, in a month of being on campus. That's an impressive, impressive job. We're going to talk about that uh, right when we get back. Yeah, so I want to talk about Noah Carter, too, so sneak that in. I don't want to treat him as an afterthought. I think Noah Carter is fantastic. He had some great all-star, and uh, he actually moved up in the rankings, I believe, Andrew. Uh, so Noah Carter from Arizona, uh, rush end that is Hopefully Alabama gets, and he's fabulous. But, I mean, everybody's asking about Ryan Williams. I mean, we could do the podcast every day on Ryan Williams, and I'm going to leave you with it. But I want to say this, because you probably had not heard it. I've said it on the pod several times. 
I've called a lot of Alabama Mississippi All Star games, called a lot of state championship games here in Alabama. There have been two players that I have seen. Now, I didn't get to see Julio Jones in the All-Star game. I didn't get to see um, – did he even play in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game? Do you remember? He did. He actually um, – he had turf toe all week. Um, That's right. That's he, right. He, he tried to play a little bit, but uh, but it was it was kind of a rough go at it that week. But, okay, so there have been two players. I mean, maybe two and a half now that I think about it. That I said, uh, these guys are going to be superstars. I, I I don't care where they go, what they do, they're going to be fabulous. Chris Jones from Mississippi, who uh, starred at Mississippi State, and I remember him vividly because Alabama was pursuing him hard, and he ended up just honoring his Mississippi State commitment. He started out like a three-star, and then everybody was like, um, we have misevaluated badly. Rashawn Evans is the one I'd say probably a half because he had an incredible Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. Uh, yeah, that was but, outstanding. Ryan Williams is the other one. Ryan Williams is the one that I, I mean, I'm just telling you, this guy's going to be a pro. He's he's just got an it factor about him. He's not he's not necessarily the biggest or the fastest, though he's plenty big and plenty fast. But it's just he he's got one of those things about him, like David Palmer, like um, just he just knows he's going to beat you and he beats you. It's not like he's cocky if he does it. But um, you got to feel better about Alabama's chances right now, right? I think so. Um, a lot better about their chances than we did a, a week ago um, when he uh, or two weeks ago when he decommitted from Alabama. Uh, you know, when he decommitted and, and that was probably you know, a reaction, obviously, to Nick Saban's retirement, you know, upset, uh, you know, Nick Saban's all he really knew. And I said this on Bama Online the other day, you know, talking to a um, to a former player uh, that was in Alabama, that was in Nick Saban's first recruiting class. Um, at Alabama, and he's told me, he said, think about these 17, 18-year-old kids, you know, even some of these kids that are in college now, all they've known about is Nick Saban in Alabama. They haven't, you know, they've never seen a, they haven't seen a coaching change in Tuscaloosa. They've been watching Alabama dominate uh, the college football world for, you know, many, many years, their entire lives pretty much. So when the head coach retires, uh, there's going to be a, um, you know, a lot of people that are upset, people that are on the team, people that are uh, committed, people that had Alabama maybe as their top school of choice before it happened. And all of a sudden, your head coach, the, the reason you love that program, they're now gone. So I think with Ryan, he reacted pretty quickly. Um, not necessarily surprised by the, the, the quick B commitment. And you know, everybody thought that he was not, there was no chance of, you know, Alabama being able to salvage things, but man, did they knock things out of the park with that with that hire? Because I mean, you you bring in him, uh, Coach DeBoer, and uh, and Ryan Grubb, uh, you have you know, two wide receivers in your system that you know, had over a thousand yards receiving last last season. You have um, you know those two guys plus uh, another. You're gonna have three guys that are probably gonna go in the top. Um, you know, 50 top 60 of the NFL draft at the wide receiver position this year. Um, that's a good selling point to uh, to start off the bat. And, uh, you know, he knows that you – know, Ryan knows that Coach DeBoer, Coach Grubb, they're all – they're, they're going to get the ball to their playmaker's hands. Uh, you know, it's a quarterback, wide receiver-friendly offense. And, you know, sitting down with them, learning more about them, I think Ryan was really impressed. Uh, I think having people around the program still – is also a uh, a big benefit. Uh, you know, he may have lost T. Rob, and, and you know, the thing is, a few months ago we were talking about Holman Wiggins and how he left 
uh, for Texas A&M and how that was not necessarily a major blow in Ryan's recruitment because Ryan's one of his biggest relationships was with, was with T-Rob, uh, Travis Robinson, who left for the Georgia uh, co-DC job. Everybody said that if T-Rob left, it would cause a major you know, issue with Ryan. Well, he left and Ryan still came back, came back to Tuscaloosa twice uh, over the course of the last um, a week. He was in Tuscaloosa last Tuesday, met with the staff for the first time, then was back in Tuscaloosa for the official visit. Um, I'm not going to make a prediction just yet. Um, you know, we'll do that you know, a little bit later on. I'd like to see how the official visits go to Texas this weekend and then that big one to Auburn uh, that final weekend before he makes the decision on February the 9th. But I think as of now, you've got to feel a lot better uh, about Alabama's position uh, with Ryan, especially all the reaction uh, and posts that we saw from him on social media uh, over the last few days. Um, you know, saw an article uh, from AL.com about his, uh, his visit, and it was um, all positive. I, I think if you're an Auburn fan, you're probably a little bit uh, concerned uh, based on the comments that he's, uh, he's made, but you also know that he's still coming to visit you. He's still going to be on campus. There's still going to be a lot of attention on him, and you know, there's going to be some, uh, you know, some last-minute pitches there. And he's going to have to sit down, make the best decision for his future. But uh, there is a lot of love for him in Alabama. Still calls Alabama um, his second home. So we shall uh, we shall see. And here's the good news about the crazy way college football is right now. If you don't sign him this year, you may sign him next year. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's just bananas out there right now. And Andrew, uh, I'm going to let you get out of here, man. You're the best in the business. Go check out them online. They do a marvelous job. They do the best job. If you ask me, uh, they got the best crew over there. Tim Watts, Andrew, of course, Jimmy Stein as well. And they're just knocking out of the park. There's so much to digest right now. Uh, really quickly. How do you feel about Alabama's chances tomorrow night against Auburn in basketball? Whew, Auburn's good. I mean, they they are fantastic. Um, you know, I think Alabama playing at home, coming off a loss, um, um, they're gonna have to hit their threes. Their threes aren't falling. Uh, it may be a long night for them, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, playing a home game, coming off that loss, the stadium's gonna or stadium Coliseum is gonna be rocking. Um, you know, they can pull off the upset, but it's 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 gonna be tough. Auburn's a oh, Auburn's a really good basketball team. You know, it's funny, the uh, ESPN game predictor, which is, you know, worth exactly what I say it's worth, nothing. Um, but it has Alabama as like a 64% chance to win. I'm going to guess that Auburn's going to be a slight favorite. Um, yeah. I think the only couple of things, like you said, uh, Nate Oates even pointed this out, when Alabama has a really bad game, they generally follow it up with a really good game. Uh, of course, they've followed it up with a really good game against teams that aren't as good as this Auburn squad. And I'm not trying to discount Auburn in the least because I do think they're very good. They may be the best team in the league this year. Um, but they don't have a quad one win yet. Um, and and I think Alabama's their only quad one game since game one. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think Alabama certainly got a chance. Um, going to be a lot of fun to to watch it and see how this thing unfolds. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, you know, I think that you know Alabama playing some tough, Obviously, non-conference games 
uh, early on, <laughs> didn't win many of those games, but uh, I think you know they played those games to get them ready for the SEC. That's going to be the big, obviously one of the biggest tests so far. All right, buddy. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow with more, hopefully with Jimmy Stein, or maybe hopefully with Andrew Bone again. Who knows? Actually, hopefully with Jimmy Stein. We need him back. But, uh, Andrew, you did a marvelous job today. Appreciate you so much, and roll tide, buddy. All right, Luke. Thanks. Thank you, buddy.